Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. We are here again. We had our shit together. <laughs> Erica is on a mission and I can't fuck it up. And, <laughs> it's yeah. like, we got to get this in one go. One but go. In all yeah. honesty, we did have this recorded, what, like, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that. We had plenty of time. Yeah. We like, like, we had but, our shit together, man. But in true, and we had sessions that night. So I know in true form, we waited until the last second. Didn't even, well, we won't give away our, we had technical difficulties. It's okay. It's fine. It happens. And so we're just going to read it again and it won't be as fun as it was the first time. We're not going to be as funny as we were. (laughs) No, now it's like, all right, we'll just read from a piece of paper and call it good. (laughs) But we love you all. (laughs) We love you all. It'll still be interesting. So, um, I'm trying to think back slash like a couple weeks ago. So we had no, no updates, but what are your witchy woos? <laughs> so you, so you met a new yeah. friend. Yes. Uh, and they have a podcast. Yes. And it's called elementary, my dear, because they are school teachers and <gasps> a pseudonym. Yeah. Oh my and God, so, it, yeah. And so they kind of like, you know, let off steam about being teachers. Oh really yeah, funny. dude, those so, are like the best TikTokers too. When they make yeah. fun of their like little first graders or whatever, I'm right, like, right, or just, and just the bullshit that they deal with, like with coworkers or parents or whatever. So, um, yeah, we'll have to edit her name out. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Well, we did have it's to edit enough. her name. Out. Well, she said her name. Don't worry, so and so. Your name won't be. It'll be beep, but uh, or just out. It could be, oh, I met this and then it, and then it'll be a pause or just like a, it'll just want a really annoying beep. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. Sorry. See, I screwed up. I told you I was going to be nervous about not editing anything. (laughs) We're good. We're good. (laughs) Okay. Real quick. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to be lame and go with mine from the past, uh, what, two weeks. And then I got, uh, my neighbor Totoro tattoo and I was in Tucson and I got it from my best friend, Sarah, baby bird, Sarah, what up? Uh, I don't even know if she listens to this podcast, but she did a (laughs) phenomenal job of tattooing me. I got my tattoo fix and I'm a 34 year old that can't tell my mom that I've gone to get a tattoo. She's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go hang out with my friend, Sarah, and we're going to get lunch. She's like, that's great. Have fun. I was like, thanks. And then I went and got a tattoo (laughs) and I got it on my forearm. 
Yeah. And so you're in Arizona and it's already a thousand degrees there. We know this. It was so actually you- pretty nice. I got some creosote okay. for us and I got some oh, yay. flowers. So yay, yay, yay. But did you wear long sleeves to hide it since it's, uh, when I was out? Yes. Uh, I didn't get it till we landed on third Wednesday night. And then we had like Thursday through Sunday and I didn't get it till Saturday. So, okay. I'm just, so it, it was like a good chunk of time, like before, yeah. like in the trip before. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a good time. I got my tattoo fix. Awesome. I it's was really like, adorable. I was like uh BT when my mom saw it the next morning, she's like, Oh, she did see it. Erica. Okay. This has got to stop. I was just like, well, I guess this is the wrong time to tell you that I'm going to try and get another one when like my girl sleep. opens her books up in May. Don't say her name because we I want won't. to get on those. <laughs> I want to get on that list. So she, yeah. so my mom's just like, ah, people are going to think you've gone to prison. And I was just like, not with those. If tattoos. I could go to, yeah, I was like, if I could go to prison and get these tattoos, like yeah. sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. What do I have to do to get in there? Maybe piss in a witch's bottle and bury (laughs) it in someone's yard. Never mind. Just kidding. Throw it, you know, like let that stuff (laughs) smell. So, but yeah, Um, so my witchy woo is my, my new tattoo. So I love it. That's a perfect one. So, and it's also an an ode to my Puccini who has passed on. So, so I don't really know the, uh, the story behind the, that tattoo reference. So the, the reference is, so my neighbor Totoro, um, he's like kind of this forest spirit. It's a Heo Miyazaki film. Uh, so he's like a Japanese artist and, uh, these little girls move into this new, uh, house and they're starting to see like spirits and stuff like that. And so, uh, Totoro is like kind of this, forest spirit that just like helps things grow and stuff like that. And they get to explore the forest. What is the movie called? My neighbor Totoro. And so it is called that. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, so it's just about them connecting to this new house and this place in like uncertain times and stuff like that. Uh, cause her mom is sick, but the way I think I've he, seen that. I so think adorable. I've seen that it's, now that you're there's a cat bus that picks him up. Okay. I think when did this come out? Like 2016? Oh no, no that so that was spirited. So you maybe no, it wasn't spirited away. away. It was something else. Anyway, we can he talk about a, but, it. So this one came out probably, I don't know, in the 90s. This one's pretty old. I, I watched it when I was it was 2016 I and I was in the middle TV, of so I can well, show you okay, again. good. <laughs> I, we watched some anime movie in like this small town we were all staying in as archaeologists. And Aww. I was like, what are we, what is this? Is this a joke? Like, cause I, I haven't watched many and I do like some, but nobody told me what we were watching. And I was like, this is a really, Oh, long- I will show you any Miyazaki <laughs> films. I was actually, so I was supposed to go see Kiki's delivery service this past Sunday. Right. I know. I'm sorry. You, you were busy. So like, and Dan was busy and stuff like that, which is fine because I kind of needed a, a day 
like just chilling to like just so, sit on your couch you yeah and do. not get out of my pjs which i yeah. did so that was amazing um i do want to see it though i had never i have it on dvd so we can okay. watch it okay good moment okay. um but so the reference is that he murphy my dog who just recently passed looks like there's like that i'll post it to social media there's like a picture of him looking like Totoro, the the forest spirit with his like mouth like oh. super wide and his teeth grinning and stuff like that. And okay. so that's kind of like my my ode to my dog. Oh no, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag it's been almost like tomorrow will be one month since we put him. Well, uh, okay. I already told Tally that I like she's like, how are you? I was like, I'm okay. I cried just before we hopped on here. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but understandable maybe if life was like contact the movie (laughs) oh nice segue that then i would just be able to see murphy because the aliens would just take like shape in the form of my dog so which contact is a fantastic film since i've never seen contact which we need to see that so we're gonna watch that we're gonna watch it it's so good it's so good but I, I realize I am not into alien movies. I mean, I've seen some, but it's not like but. alien, alien. Okay. All right. You and I are going to watch contact and we're going to watch interstellar because interstellar has an amazing soundtrack and it's like oh. kind of the same thing, but it's not really, it's aliens, okay. but not aliens. Oh, so, okay. but that's our, On that note. <laughs> that's our fucking topic again, again, <laughs> aliens part <laughs> deux. I was like, God oh, damn it. I know. I mean, you can hear me like perfect and you are on another planet with the aliens, with the aliens for real. So if this doesn't work, y'all like you get what you get. Well, we, something happened. We were recording in person. We are also recording on Tom's old ass computer. I, yeah, there's gotta be something weird that didn't detect a second, but, but the weird thing, I mean, not that I'm, Obviously, we're talking about this on air. We're not going to edit, except for the one bleep, two bleeps that we <laughs> need to bleeps. edit. Eh. Um, <laughs> that um, you were on the main mic and I was on the second mic. Hmm. So that's the that in that is by weird. by science. <laughs> wouldn't you be picked up and not me? That's I don't know. Weird. I'm not a fucking rocket scientist. <laughs> we're, not, we're not. Your husband is. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're talking about aliens today. Um, I'm going to dive into a specific case and then yeah, Allie is going to talk about something more specific kind of to Colorado. So uh, apologies. I'm already one fucking margarita in. And I'm Yellow. 94 pounds. So, you know, it's going to be a good time. So are we ready? Yeah. To dive into the case? I think okay. so. So I'm going to be covering Travis Walton, uh, who was abducted by aliens on November 5th of 1975 out of Snowflake, Arizona. So Travis was uh, 22 at the time, and he was part of a seven-man logging crew in Apache Sitgreaves National Forest near, uh, this kind of happened near Turkey Springs area. So of that crew, so there was Travis, and then there was John, Mike, Steve, Dwayne, Kenny, and then Alan. And of which a couple of these people he's like loosely related to because he's dating this girl at this time. 
who has a brother who's working on the crew. So they're out in the forest, out in Arizona. So uh, by the way, the snowflake is kind of like the middle eastern part of Arizona, like almost borders New Mexico. So you're kind of, it's a very small town. It's out in the middle of nowhere. So they are logging, they're cutting down trees and they're done for the day. And so they're, they all get into the, the truck or the car um, and they're about to drive back to Snowflake, which is about a 30 mile drive back to town. And they start driving and they see a light like behind some trees, like a really bright light. Um, and so they decide to go check it out, which I mean, granted, yes, I would also do the same. And they see mm-hmm. this uh, flying saucer that's just like hovering and it's all lit up. He explains that it's like kind of like two pie pans put together with like yellow lights on it, essentially. Hmm. Uh, so for whatever the, the reason, quintessential, yes, like flying saucer, yeah, like yeah. vehicle, flying vehicle, UFO. Um, so Travis, for whatever reason, decides to get out of the car, uh, and approach this unidentified object. And he says, as he's approaching it, there starts to be like a rumbling noise and like the earth is trembling and stuff like that. And then immediately there's a flash of like blue green light that illuminates him and zaps Travis back and he flies backwards. I don't know if he hits a tree or not, but he, he flies backwards because this like flash of light is like basically like scanning the area. So of course the guys, the other guys are like scared shitless. So they take off in the vehicle, leaving poor Travis behind, which by the way, I'd be like, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah. That's not true friendship. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't leave you. (laughs) Thank you. I would not leave you either. Thank you. Oh, especially when we get to a specific spot that you're going to talk about in your part, Mm -hmm. uh, that we've talked about that we're going to go see. Um, Oh yeah. But, uh, so they drive off, uh, they leave Travis and they stop, uh, you know, they stomp on the brakes and they see a flash, like a zoom flash from the, through the window of the car indicating kind of like, you know, like a streak, like the object has left something with lights Mm -hmm. has left. So they're like, oh, shit, we should go back and look for Travis. That was kind of a shitty thing to do. So they turn back around and they go to try and find Travis and they can't find him anywhere. So at least they realize the error of their ways. (laughs) Seriously. So they end up going back to town and they do the good thing of calling the sheriff. Um, So the sheriff was... uh, Deputy Chuck Ellison came out along with his superior, Marlon Gillespie. Um, so both of them came out there questioning all the guys and stuff like that, getting accounts. And of course they don't believe them because they're like aliens. What the fuck? Right. Like they aren't real. Yeah. So they're like, okay. Uh, so how about some of you go back to town So Mike, Allen, and Kenny, they're like, go back to town and stay in town. And the rest of us will go 
back um, and try and find find Travis. So so some of them, uh, sorry, Mike, Allen, and Kenny are the ones who went back to look for Travis and the rest of them went back to town. So they're like, you know, like they split them up essentially. Like some of you go to town, stay there. The rest of us will go search for Travis of which they can find no traces of him. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like I, I would be like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? Right. Like, I don't know. My mind would be blown. So of course they're thinking foul, like the, the sheriffs and stuff like that are thinking foul play. They're like the crew is considered for murder like they're like what you know aliens don't exist what actually happened uh so uh one of travis's brothers who worked on the crew uh actually ended up getting somebody to come on site the next day uh with a geiger counter so like detecting uh radioactivity essentially and they found within the spot that travis disappeared that a hundred yard radius was like going fucking off the charts. Like he's like, I remember this distinctly that the needle was just like, like on the higher end and it was just going nuts. As and we it were, was radon de- detecting radon or like radioactivity or radio. Like, okay, like, yeah. Like radioactive. Yes. Yeah. I got it. So I'm half a wine in. <laughs> I can talk. It's okay. We're both here. We're both here. <laughs> Are we? So, we are, we are. <laughs> so Alan, one of the other guys who was apparently like a weird kind of dude on the crew, um, was suspected of foul play due to like, there was him and Travis had like a kerfuffle and like an argument and stuff like that. And so they're like, obviously like apparently in the seventies, they're like, you killed them. So just fess up, um, come on, come mm-hmm. on. I mean, you could get away with murder in the seventies as we have seen with multiple serial killers. The good old days when you just rape and murder any woman, whatever on the side of the road, it's no worries. (laughs) So they suspect Alan of murder. And so they end up having all the guys come in for polygraph tests of which, um, in Holbrook, which by the way, Holbrook is very close by, um, but they end up having most of the guys come in for a polygraph test and five of the six guys pass. Alan is inclusive, but that's because like they he's had, a weirdo. He's yeah. a weirdo, but they they had suggested on this um uh documentary that I watched about it. Uh they had already kind of interviewed him a little bit and like it took multiple times with like these polygraph tests. So like, this was not his, like specifically his like first one or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was inconclusive. So like I said, Travis went missing on November 5th of 1975. And it wasn't until, uh, November 10th. So five days later that Travis ends up calling from a payphone from Heber, Arizona, which is about 30 minutes west of Snowflake to like one of his brothers. And he's like, Hey, I'm in Heber. I'm calling from a payphone. Can you come pick me up? So his brother comes and picks him up. And Travis's account from when this happened was that he just 
showed up in the roadway with the craft kind of hovering over him and then disappeared like in a blink of an eye. And he, when he was talking to his brother, he was shocked that he had been gone for five days. Like he was like, what? Like it's only been a few hours or whatever. He was very confused. Um, Oh, this is when they drop him off in the middle of like a dark road. Yes. So he could have then gotten run over. Poor kid. Yeah. Like, okay. If you're going to at least have the decency to drop me back off, put me on like soft forested grass and not in the middle of the fucking road. They're like, here you go. Here you go. Which by the way, apparently during this, like the seventies and stuff, a lot of UFOs have been sighted in Arizona, like the desert, like Mm. it's a weird place, like New Mexico, Arizona, I can totally see. So, uh, Dwayne Travis's other brother who wasn't on the crew, um, ends up calling APRO, which is the aerial phenomena research organization, which existed from 1960 to the year that I was born, 1988, uh, in Tucson, Arizona of which where I was born, uh, I'm like, holla. (laughs) Um, so Dwayne contacts APRO and is like, Hey, my brother was abducted by aliens. Like can you help us like figure some stuff out? Like he, like, can we run some tests? Whatever. Right. So he took Travis to Phoenix because they had like a little like off like, like what? Sorry. I was just thinking about the SNL skits. Oh, I don't know if I've seen an what? SNL alien abduction skits. Yeah, so have to go over these. Oh my god. Okay. Well, if you haven't seen them, then I'll just stop. But the just. We'll watch them together and have a yeah. good time. They're really good. Anyway, okay. Sorry. That just <laughs> no, you're fine. It is oh funny. You got to oh get it. <laughs> I do. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, mom. But uh, so Dwayne took Travis to Phoenix, where they had like kind of like an offsite campus uh, to be some of the doctors through this organization. Um, and so they're asking Travis like before you get up, like before you got abducted, like what happened? And he's like that night, you know, I got out of the car and as I'm stepping closer to the, the vehicle, the, the UFO, like it got louder as I got closer and I was about to go back to the truck. And then I felt like this force and I, Mm. I couldn't go back to the truck and then just shit hit the fan essentially. And so they're like, well, to tap into your memories of like what like trauma and hap- what happened to you when you were gone, we'll try regressive hypnosis mm. and for you to try and remember. And they also simultaneously ran um, urine and blood samples. Like they took samples from him and found that there were like no drugs in his body or anything like that. So with hypnosis, Travis uh, recalls once he gets abducted, he wakes up, he's lying on his back and, you know, kind of slowly comes to, and he was at first thinking that he was in a hospital. He's just like, Oh, okay. I'm like in this hospital. He's looking around. He's in a small space. He kind of sees this weird, like rectangular device sitting on his chest with buttons and stuff. So he just, I mean, you know, we don't, we all know that 
hospitals have a lot of things that we don't know what they do. So he's just like, okay. Right. And then he sees figures come in and, you know, he's like trying to focus on them. So he's like, this must be the doctors coming in. And then as they get closer, he's able to focus and realize that they have like the quintessential, like grayish face pick or like their, their skin color is gray and they've got mm-hmm. the big eyes, small, like nose and mouth features. They're only about five feet tall. And he realized that they're like what, um, UFO, like people who research this called like gray aliens, like mm-hmm. the very quintessential, uh, aliens. So he got scared of course, and jumped off and grabbed, uh, like a weapon, like some kind of pole and started swinging at them. And he leaves the room and he's looking for an exit. And he is understanding that like the, the air pressure and everything else around him, the atmosphere is very different from, from earth. Mm. Like it's very heavy. It felt very human. So he's trying to find an exit during this entire time. And he goes into a room and ends up in this room that has like this, like pinpoint of stars. So it's almost like a map. Like if you think of like this weird holographic map, like three-dimensional map Mm -hmm. of stars, and then there's like a seat with buttons on it. So he's like focusing on trying to get the fuck out of here. So he sits on a chair, on the chair with the buttons and is like trying to push buttons, which I'm like, yo, you could like, I don't know, beam yourself into like a different galaxy. Like it could be like, you, you know, you're going like light years away. Stop Just pushing hit the button. <laughs> no, hit the button. Don't ever hit the red button. Um, And so as he's trying to, you know, see if anything will just like open up a door where he can get back to the forest floor, because he still thinks they're hovering above the forest floor. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Then these people come in and they look human. Uh, So he's like, what the fuck? Um, And he tries to talk to them, but they're not like responding at all. And they start to escort him out of this room into a different room. And he feels like this, like kind of like shift again in the environment. Um, And he ends up going to a different room with a different table. And again, people who study UFOs call them Nordic uh, aliens. So they look very much like they look human. They're just like, tall Scandinavian people like blonde hair, blue eyed. Um, like I didn't even know that was a thing. Neither did I, I was just like, huh? Okay. Hmm. Um, but they have like superhuman strength. So he ends up in this other examination room. And I mean, he's like a 22 year old logger. He's, he's probably pretty fit. Yeah. And they just like, plop him on this table no problem and then put this oxygen mask over his face and that's he blacks out that's Light all i can remember out. which Light. uh i i don't think i mentioned this but uh so this case is based it's a real life case and uh the movie fire in the sky is based mm-hmm. off of this and this is the part in the movie where then it gets really scary like you know all the probing and and whatnot mm. that happens with alien abduction. <clears throat> so back in Snowflake, 
like this is hitting not even local news, but also international news. Like there's like people from like Germany and like Japan. Ooh, the Nordic aliens showed up for it. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. So, but also that comes with a guy named Philip class, who is a UFO debunker and scrutinizes the story. Um, thinking that family and friends created a hoax to get out of like a logging contract, which they're all like, why would we try to get out of our contract? We were so close to finishing. We were like 90% done. Yeah. And also then we don't get paid. What the fuck? Right. Um, simultaneously that, that APRO, the, that like aerial phenomena organization runs Travis's blood test and finds that. So he had lost 10 pounds during this five days that he was gone and he was dehydrated, but I don't know. Anything me about, up. <laughs> I don't know anything about bodies, but, uh, ketones were apparently found, uh, or not found, um, in his bloodstream. So like ketones are the things that apparently like will eat your fat and whatnot, yeah. like when you're dehydrated and uh, like indicates like malnourishment and none of these were found, even though he had lost 10 pounds and was like super dehydrated. That's the whole point of the ketone diet, Erica. Oh, I've not dieted ever in my life. So you're going to get a lot of angry ketone dieters after you saying it's malnutrition. Sorry, everybody, because (laughs) you know what, like uh, my humble opinion about diets is that they are malnutrition. So yeah, you're taking yeah, it. Exactly. You're depriving your body of stuff. So, right. um, so, uh, also during this time, Travis and Duane, his brother take polygraphs too, and they pass, they, they pass them with flying colors. And what I found interesting about this documentary, um, is that they were Travis worked with this like UFO. I can't remember the name of the guy, but uh, he, he studies UFOs. And in 2014, they actually went back to the site and were like examining everything from it. And they found that the tree rings were not centric uh, and had like this kind of like irregular pool, like to one side that is pointing towards the epicenter, which is like wild. Um, I tried having taken a, a, a dendrochronology class before I tried looking up some sources about what would cause like irregularities in rings, like to that degree. And I yeah. don't know, I couldn't find anything, but, um, they also took soil sample, soil samples near like the, the abduction site and have shown that those have higher iron concentrate of concentrations compared to the surrounding areas. So they, their idea was like, okay, like the craft is hovering and it's like a magnet and it's just like pulling this ferrous material up from like, you know, the, the deeper in the earth and stuff like that. You and I, I feel like as archeologists are like, oh, it's just an iron deposit. Right. Right. How funny. Like, so, you know, take it for, for, what it's worth at that, you know, I also am like, this happened in 1975. Now it's 2014. I can't even remember what I did like a week ago. So how like force change and stuff like that. I'm slightly skeptical about this portion of it, but like, it's, 
I'm just like, I can't remember what I did last week. And like for him to take them to the exact spot. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how would you know exactly like where you got abducted and stuff like that? Like, unless there is some sort of pole that he still has. That's there. a very good point. That's a very I don't good know. point. Cause that is weird. Even though I'm super skeptical of all this, it's odd that there's that much level of, you know, odd um soil samples and the tree rings and it's all like culminating together with yeah 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 so I wonder if he just he knows because it's some attachment I mean Mm -hmm. well anyway yeah well and he believes that he you know like he totally believes in like extraterrestrial life which I mean I do too and like we had talked about this that Dan does too, which is funny because like, I mean, as a rocket scientist and stuff like that, but seriously almost fell out of my chair when he said <laughs> yes so quickly. He's like, yes, like done. Like what? I mean, but, I, I get it. Like yeah. space is really fucking big. Like, True. You expect that. And like, and I don't doubt their story because like trying to get like fucking seven people on board to make up a story and also like, and no one diverges. Them. From yeah, it, nobody ever, like yeah. everybody passes a polygraph test and except for the like, weirdo. <laughs> except for for Alan, which is <laughs> inclusive at that point. But they <laughs> they I mean the the bad thing is they got like a lot of flack too when they sure snowflake's a small town, so like it was garnering a lot of unwanted attention and stuff like that. And right. you know, like a lot of people thought they were like murderers and stuff like that. Right. Like it was is and then you know, like they're like you're crazy like being known as probably like the town crazy is not fun and then like people are like we believe you and then it goes back to being like you know like philip class comes around and is like you're nuts like and then you know it's like a ebb and flow to things and so some of them actually moved from snowflake elsewhere because they didn't want to deal with it anymore but in a nutshell, in a very quick nutshell, that is the story of Travis Walton and his alien abduction, of which, if you want to watch Fire in the Sky, it is loosely based off of that. So I've been um when you've named off people, I looked up the Fire in the Sky cl- cast. So I've been <laughs> looking like, oh, who, like, who's, who's in it? it? Who's in it? And I was right. I knew Henry Thomas was in it. My first childhood crush. Who's Henry? E. Who's who's Henry? What? Thomas. He's the kid from E.T. Hello. Oh, that's right. Like the only alien movie I ever watched, and it traumatized me as a child. I remember that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I yeah. mean, also another great alien movie. So that's about as far as I ever went. <laughs> Tally's terrified, y'all. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Um, so then I will quickly discuss some Colorado things but I gotta go potty so all right pausing okay so I'm gonna talk about some crazy alien shit that happens here in Colorado and here I go uh so the cosmic highway officially known as Colorado Highway 17 stretches across the San Luis Valley for about 88 and a half miles in Southern Colorado. 
Um, UFO sightings and weird happenings have been recorded in the area since around the early 1950s. And many have reported alien abductions, unexplained lights and objects in the sky, mystical portals, and various strange findings. (laughs) I really like the mystical portals. By the way, (laughs) but I had mentioned the horse that was deflushed when we recorded this. It's snippy. Snippy the horse was like deflushed in this the San Luis Valley. Okay. And, so, and they thought it was aliens, by the way. Really? Yeah. So I'll post something to our our social media and stuff about Snippy the horse. Okay. Um, Interesting. This weird mystery of like this fucking beloved horse that was poor Snippy. Flushed. Wow. That's kind that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yikes. Okay. Hopefully the rest of us don't get deflushed. No doubt. Like, uh, I don't really want to, the, the, that highway freaks me out anyway. So it's like knowing more about it. <laughs> really we're, but as we had mentioned before, we're going to just like go out and we're going to like be in like hot alien babe, like holographic suits <laughs> and be like goddesses from the the universe coming down oh my god that's how i'm gonna get tally to go out to like fucking like sand dunes and everything i know the sand dunes even scare me a little bit so uh because they are all part of this so the valley is also known as the bermuda triangle of the west with reportedly more sightings than roswell The National UFO Reporting Center hotline states that this area of Colorado has at least over 2,000, almost 2,200 sightings since 1974, making it, I know, making it the 13th ranked spot for UFO activity. UFO, there's a UFO watchtower in the area that's been around for about 20 years or so and is presumably a hotbed of hmm. unexplained activity. Hmm. Uh, no, this is, and this, is where, this is where we would be wearing our space alien hot babe suits. Hell yeah. Or whatever you said. Um, <laughs> the watchtower has approximately 30,000 annual visitors, which is of which nice. will be one, two, of <laughs> we will be 30,002. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go look that up now. I know. And the, the owners say that there are two large vortexes situated on the east side of the tower, and you can also camp there. And there's really no other place, um, around. So if you're wanting to stay anywhere, you would either stay in Sawatch or in Crestone, which I'm just about to talk about. And Crestone freaks me the fuck out. You won't touch it with the 10 foot pole y'all. Nope. And you know, I know you don't want me there and that's fine because I don't want to go there even as like back in my yogi days and all my yogi friends were like, it's the Sedona of Colorado and it's the place to go. And I'm like, I don't know. The vibe is off to me anyway. So luckily Sedona is not that off, but except for the very rich white people that think portals and vortexes happen there. And well, they have stuff. 
clearly happen here <laughs> because there's mystical portals and vortexes. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, Crestone, like I just said, is a magnet for new age religious folks, yogis, and the people who wish to be off the map and not found. Uh, there's only one way in and um, one way out and I know. one person in between you and leaving totally and uh so and like up and vanished did a, po- a podcast oh, about it that was such a good other like, season sorry no I couldn't even episode. I couldn't even I I started listening to it and I couldn't because that's how much Keystone freaks me out. And I was like, it's just Keystone, Crestone, Crestone. <laughs> Did I say Keystone shit? We're going to go skiing. Not Keystone. Not Keystone. I like Missing Keystone. Crestone. Crestone, Crestone. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this person went, uh, disappeared during a full moon drum circle and no one knows where she is. So, and has not been found since. And I think that came out in like 2018. Um, yeah, not too long ago. No. Uh-uh. So yeah. So I never even finished that uh, season because I couldn't handle Cresto. It is freaky. Yeah. Especially when it's like in your own backyard. I know that is also a podcast. Did you know that? In your own backyard? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. They did the one caveat or with sidebar um they did i they were the ones that basically got the oh gosh this gal was it natalie holloway that oh. disappeared in like 1998 she was on um uh, like a senior trip uh, in the i don't know bahamas it was like an island mm-hmm. and she disappeared or i i could be confusing all my you know dead blondes stories no offense to dead blondes but um she was she went missing they kind of thought that it was this person in like palo alto california or somewhere like this i'm totally chopping it all up i'm sure um to the point that even the mom could hear a what sounded like an alarm on a watch going off every evening or in the morning Um, and so it sounds like the parents kind of covered up for their son Mm -hmm. and it's been, I, I want to say this happened in like 98 or 96 or like 2001 maybe. And, um, they finally dialed back in to that person and, um, like their father or something like that. And this show that show up and vanished, um, helped it or no, in your own backyard Mm. helped kind of revive that case I mean I'm sure the people on the case were like whatever we've been working on it for like 20 years give us a break but yeah um I don't know so detective work is hard and I shall also say that I love Payne Lindsay so yeah uh anyway so Crestone not Keystone is considered the new age religious capital of the world with more spiritual centers per square foot than any other place on the continent Mm. and um the San Luis Valley has been a sacred space for thousands of years, especially among the Navajo and Hopi, listing the Blanca Peak as a sacred mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and one reason why I think a lot of people go there to disappear 
um, is because there aren't any police or anything like that for at least 40 miles away in the, the nearest town of Sawatch. So, um, good way to make I mean, somebody you don't like disappear. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, okay, get away and have other people disappear and nobody wants to talk about it. So if Gary. It seems, I know it kind of seems like the entire town is behind it, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe I will go back and listen because now I'm kind of curious. Uh, also there's like some hot springs nearby, like Valley view and oh gosh, what's the other one. Can we at least go to the hot springs? Oh, absolutely. It is clothing optional. Oh, <laughs> um, y'all want to oh, see dangling balls, dingleberries, dingleberries. <laughs> dangling dingleberries no <laughs> not really I think during the day it's uh you have clothes on and then at night you don't and you can go camping out there too and there's also um I, I mean it's a weird vibe Tom and I went to I want to say the other one not Valley View but it Dan has it's I, like the same Dan and I stayed at there's a campground outside of um Gila, like the Gila cliff dwellings in New Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a campground called like Gila Hot Springs or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like clothing optional at, at night. There was like these like very small little hot springs. Uh, and it was like a full moon. And this guy stands mm -hmm. up and Dan's just like, <clears throat> well, <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> like, are you yeah. ready to get out? <laughs> right oh Being joyful like journeys is the other one sorry oh. um yeah <laughs> so I have a I so I love strawberry hot springs mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been this there, is out yeah this is out in steamboat, steamboat. For, pe for people who don't know this is yeah. in a very different area way on the other side like closer to Wyoming yeah then or Montana probably I have been to Steamboat I haven't been there at night per se like okay super late so, at night so I went a few years ago several years ago for my birthday and it happened to be a full moon and it it got super it was kind of creep town because um everyone was minding their own business however when you got out and at least there was a full moon. So you could see, cause I mean, otherwise it's pitch black and it's I just dark. feel like yeah. I'm going to bust my face and like break all my teeth. But, um, so we were there and I, I went to get out and I decided to get fully nude wearing nothing. Oh, oh and at the time I was like waxed everything. <laughs> so there was everything's hanging you weren't out 1970s bush I was not 1970s bush I was like 2000 skinny eye pencil not even there <laughs> um so the landing strip <laughs> I don't even think I had that so I mean you know my birthday whatever yeah and, whatever uh, however getting out it was like ew all these creeper dudes were sitting by the, um, stairwell where yeah. you exit or enter. And yeah. So, I mean, obviously they were there for a reason. So you can see, and I was like, well, I guess you can put this in your, whatever it's called. Take a photo, it'll last long. I know. I know. So <laughs> it was like, okay, from now on, I don't know that I'll get fully, fully naked or, you know, 
see the scene for, you know, like check the scene first, but um, yeah, it got super bizarre the later it got out there and I was like, okay, let's go. Like, I don't know if people were having sex in the like darker end of the corner of the, Ooh. yeah, I was getting a little like, mm, let's, let's leave. Um, yeah. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, another so vortex can... and portal. <laughs> another portal. <laughs> so so yeah, it was Valley View or Joyful Journeys. And I've mm. been, I believe I've been to Joyful Journeys. There is somebody outside talking, which I've never heard before. Is it Tom? <laughs> no, it's weird. It's like weird man voice that I don't know. Weird man. <laughs> man voice. Man voice, be scared. Uh, so I also want to tie in just quickly about sleep paralysis, which is something that we've talked about before on the show and, um, and that I have, and I could totally see how people with sleep paralysis could think that they were abducted by aliens Mm -hmm. just because of what I see. Like some people have these like little demons sitting on them, Mm -hmm. but what, what I have, it looks like two people in kind of that quintessential alien face, like the big crown of the head and like a Mm -hmm. pointy, like a smaller chin, Mm -hmm. um, silhouette and they're leaning over me on the left-hand side. So yeah. Uh, and the more that I, there was also some show, (sighs) I wish I could remember what it was called. And I believe the actor was Hal Sparks. Um, yeah, yeah, that's him. I just looked him up real quick. He there, I, I do want to, I'll have to find that show and, and maybe like post a clip or something of it. He talked about when he was a kid, he never gave it much thought at the time until he got older, but he thinks him and a friend were abducted by aliens. And the, I'll tie back into the sleep paralysis thing, but um, in that, the the more that you, um, how did he say it? It was like, when you've been abducted, you end up having all these um, common, common, like you're drawn to alien stuff. And it turns mm-hmm. out his grandfather that he didn't even know did this but wrote a book on aliens and alien abduction and like that and like it ended up tying in and he got super weirded out by it and I believe he said that he has sleep paralysis and so now he thinks maybe he's been abducted multiple times since that whoa yeah and I now I watched this a long time ago and I could be lying completely through my teeth about that part, but I do remember his grandfather, um, writing a book about it. I do want, I want to see that one again. Um, because I was like, it was freaking me out since I do have sleep paralysis. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, have I been abducted? And I have just I don't been? Know? <laughs> right. Right. Did I exactly. get anal probed? I know. It's like, no wonder my butt hurt this morning. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but scientists, debut just debut debut debuts. <laughs> I was gonna either say debunked or dispute 
it's okay. We all have brain malfunctions, it's, man. It's just both. So dispute um, <laughs> alien abduction to sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and just like a quick thing about sleep paralysis is that it's where the cognitive and physiological components of REM sleep become desynchronized. Mm. So you essentially wake up, but you're unable to move for a period of seconds or minutes. Frightening. I'm so happy. I don't suffer from this. I'm so sorry that you do. And other people do that. We've like read their spooky stories. It's absolutely stuff like that. Like it's terrifying. It is so terrifying. Um, because you're in that, you're in that paralysis state of your body that your Mm -hmm. body goes through every night and you're not supposed to wake up during it. So it's so creepy to think that our bodies go through a paralysis. (laughs) We're like, okay, you're just not going to be able to move in the middle of the night. Like have fun. And it's just like, to think that that actually happens every single night is really fucking freaky. It's in of itself. Right. Yeah. Like the only thing that's operating are your lungs and your heart, essentially. Oh my I God. guess okay. you're I'm like, maybe like, we need to stop talking about it because it's freaking me out right I now. Know. I never watched, there was a Netflix show about sleep paralysis and I could never watch it because I wouldn't. Cause like, I feel like, is this going to just trigger you yeah. to like also have like a episode or whatever? I, I feel like it could. I feel like that would be the most terrifying horror story is watching it documentary on real people sleeping at night that experience sleep paralysis yeah no thank you um and uh so so you're unable to move for a period of seconds to minutes uh reporting a specific set of hallucinations during that time um which could be like i said you either have a visual or there's something so heavy and dark and dreaded in the room that it just takes over your mind. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so you might not see anything. It's just like this really awful feeling of an evil presence, which is almost just as terrifying. Yeah, you know, I was like, that doesn't sound anything. any better. No, no. Uh-uh. So uh, people who claim to be abducted by aliens are said to recover memories of what happened to them through therapy or conversations or hypnosis, um, like you talked about earlier, but that they all, it, it sounds like anyone who says that they've been abducted by aliens all have sleep paralysis, but not everyone with sleep paralysis has been abducted by aliens or have we, I don't and know. And also like, it seems like it'd be a really weird phenomena that like everybody would share that quintessential thing in common yeah. like the way that aliens look or whatever like right and especially if i'm not into aliens i don't watch alien movies mm-hmm. why would i i kind of think um my initial thought was that it was that they were two ghosts checking on me yeah like a, it, they feel like one's a male like has more of a masculine energy and the other one has a feminine energy mm-hmm. but the more that i ah, i just got chills the more that I like, um, think about it or, you know, research more into it, it does almost give off that like alien vibe mm-hmm. to me, which is maybe why I'm so like, no, I don't believe in it. I don't know. Like I'm well, super, I reject it a lot. And I wonder if Travis suffers from sleep paralysis then I would like, like to know that. Cause like, 
Oh no, it's not like in the middle of like sleep paralysis that you're just like, and then I got beamed up and like that was here for five days. And that's the thing that kind of debunks that to me because um he wasn't sleeping and like other people yeah. aren't sleeping. So I don't know where they get that idea if it's just like, oh, I'm the doctor and this is what you're experiencing. And it's like, no, I was on my way home from work. I wasn't yeah. sleeping at all. Like it didn't even get into that mm-hmm. mode yet. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Some of it seems really weird. So yeah, I'm, I could the, see like arguments for both. I can too, for sure. Um, how stuff works did a really great episode on it once several years ago, I would highly recommend checking, uh, that one out. And also, um, that saucer co.com mm. <laughs> do you even have to say that anymore? <laughs> um, oh the worldwide interwebs, shit, the worldwide like webs. I am freaking out. That light just went absolutely ape shit right now. So Talia talked showed me a, a video of something super creepy that she saw in mm-hmm. when the light was flickering. We'll have to post it. No, too. it didn't flicker. It was the I first. I it was flickering, it, and then we saw the no, thing. It did not flicker, and that was the weird thing because it always flickers, and all of a sudden, just talking about aliens and all this shit, it's like. Freaking is it going to be like the the fourth kind where you like I an owl? I don't like it. My friend got pissed at me when she I made her watch that movie, and I think I fell asleep on her. The fourth kind. Like, oh yeah. She's no. like, "Fuck you." <laughs> um. So this this saucer co they have a like a collaboration, I guess you could say, um, with. Travis Walton, who you talked about Mm -hmm. and a couple other people. So you can look them up and also you can report a UFO encounter. Ooh, well, maybe when we go out to great sand dunes, Crestone area. Yeah. You mean Keystone? Just kidding. Keystone. We'll go skiing. (laughs) We'll go skiing instead. I would prefer Uh, that. (laughs) Well, we'll maybe see some aliens. Oh, I I just remembered like one thing that I mentioned beforehand Mm -hmm. on the episode that didn't work was like the only time that I have ever thought that I've seen an alien. Oh my God. Okay. Stop showing. Ah! And it just, okay. I was like, oh my God, it just stopped. And then it's yeah. Why do your light is flickering and it's fucking freaking me out. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we were helping Dan and I were helping my sister on a fish project down in the little oh, yeah. Colorado river. And I remember like it, we were at one of the camp spots at night and I just see like one light come across and then another light. And they're just like these, like 12 following like twinkle lights, like, like they're like stars. And I was just like, Oh my God. And Dan's like, calm down. That's just Starlink. It's like Elon Musk's like whatever satellites up in like fucking orbit right now. But I was like, seriously about to lose my shit thinking that I was like seeing like fucking UFOs. Like, cause it was like 
15 like little dots in the sky following Wait. each other and you're just like what the fuck He's and like, i've seen that on um, your tits <laughs> have you ever seen or heard of the light stop flashing um what is it called the osborns want to believe no <laughs> so it's ozzy osborne and his wife oh sharon God. and he's like grumpy <laughs> hey but he's like grumpy old man at this point you know and just like sitting there and uh his son jack hosts the show and it's all about like paranormal and aliens and they show these clips that people have sent him and so then they're supposed to rate it. Sharon and Ozzy are supposed oh to rate it on God. like a I feel like an Ozzy meter this. or something. But they have uh, shown those lights, like what you're talking about mm-hmm. on there. So now I'm like, oh, well, that's debunked. And he's like, oh, it seems like aliens to me and all this other <laughs> stuff. But they've- Because Ozzy Osbourne is the expert. Yeah, well, they, they are unimpressed by most things. It's pretty funny. They're like, He's yawning. He's like, oh, I'll give it a two. <laughs> when like, it's I like, just get paid for this by yeah, showing up. Like, just just move on, move on. And like Jack will try and explain something. He's like, I don't care. Just I want to see the video. <laughs> oh my God. And he's like so grumpy. It's hilarious to watch. But some of them have been like some of the paranormal things have been kind of spooky. But poop and then they're like, it's fake. It's, <laughs> it's like fake. What? they don't exist not at all so anyway i think we did all right yeah minus my little snafu in the front oh we'll be fine yeah gotta stop mentioning it (laughs) oh yeah no snafu well it's fine it'll either be like a weird silence for a few seconds or if you can beep over it i don't know I don't know if we have that capability. I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, until then. Oh, you little bitch. Why are you taking mine? Gaze into the unknown. God damn it. (laughs) Or to the aliens, wherever you want to. (laughs) We hope you all enjoyed this episode. Have fun. UFO sighting. Don't get abducted. Yeah. No abductions, man. No abductions. Bye. Bye.